Hey, On The Clock fans, you're listening to another episode with your hosts Raul Lascano and George Martinez as they square off and tackle all of today's hot topics in sports news, trends, current issues happening locally and nationally, as well as highlighting some of our local student athletes across the Sunshine State. Now, welcome your hosts, Raul Lascano and George Martinez. You're on the clock. What's going on, On The Clock fans? How are you guys doing this beautiful, beautiful Monday, September the 14th? Uh, welcome to another episode with me and George Martinez, man. Man, we got a lot to talk about. There's a lot of things that happen in sports, man. Friday night was huge for Florida High School. A lot of teams got off and got to play. It was great to see the kids back out there. Saturday, college football was back as well. Uh, we got to see a few games. I'm a little worried about my Miami Hurricanes and FSU. Uh, I'm worried about that matchup later down the road, but... It, I definitely, definitely saw some good things from both teams. A lot of upsets as well. The NBA bubble. We got to talk about Rondo's brother getting kicked out of the freaking NBA bubble, which was amazing, talking crap to Westbrook. And, of course, we have to talk about Sunday football. It's going to hurt my guy. It's going to hurt his feelings. But we got to talk about what happened around the league. Some great games happened. Uh, some not-so-great games happened. But it's all coming down here. And also joining us on the show later on, we have Chase Griffin. That's right, Chase Griffin from the UCLA quarterback out there that's going to be joining the show with us. If you don't know much about him, this is Gatorade, Texas State Player of the Year, Central Texas Player of the Year, District Offensive MVP. I mean, he had more awards than I think uh, Celine Dion did when she won the Grammys. So we got Chase Griffin joining the show, man. It's going to be great. You don't want to miss anything. You're on the clock. What's going on, George? How are you doing, sir, this beautiful Monday? It is beautiful. I'm recovering. Yeah, but it's still beautiful. Birds are chirping. It's it's an amazing day today to be in Tampa Bay. The only great thing about today is that our Jefferson Dragons are one day closer to playing a game on Thursday. Yeah, our first game, man. It's going to be great. Can't That's wait. the only thing good about today. That's because it. reflecting back on how yesterday went, yeah. A little, I'm a little, I'm a little sad. A little, little disappointed. Okay, well, we'll get to it. I don't want to, I just don't want to burn our bridge now, but how are you? How's the family? Everybody was good this weekend? Yeah, man, family's good. Uh, overall, it was a, it was a great weekend. Had a blast. We're we're packing. We uh, we actually closing our house here in, in a couple of days. This Wednesday, we're moving. Nice. So we're we're definitely pumped about that. Uh, getting like, one day closer to our first game at, at high school. So everything everything's moving in the right direction, man. How was uh, how was your weekend? It was really really good. I'm not gonna lie to you. I got to see my you know Friday night. I got to see the games. Uh, some of them are on TV, so it was pretty cool. Or YouTube, it was also cool to see that. My Miami Hurricanes played. We took care of business. It was a little sketchy, but we'll get into that a little bit. Uh, and then Sunday, I sat back, just like many, many of us did, just to see the greatest show on turf <laughs> uh, in the Superdome down in Louisiana. And um, we got a lot to talk about, man. We got a lot to talk about, man. But no, everything was good. Family-wise, everything's fine. My son turned... Uh, 10 years old, September 13th, yesterday. Hey, happy birthday, young man. Also learned, his mother and I learned that his foot now is uh, at a size 7. Too big. Yeah. Too big. Yep. Size 7, and he, now he can fit in these shoes, and now I got to go buy extra. I got to buy more cleats and more shoes. <laughs> more cleats. More, yeah, he's more getting shoes, big. More money. Yeah, we did the Boys, whole rest of I, I want to get your feedback on this, sure. these games on Friday nights. We had some classics. It was good. Across the bay. I mean, we'll start with with the first two that were handled handled 
decisively, you would say. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, TC against uh CCC. Yeah. 35, I think it was 35 to nothing. It was. And you know what? TC a lot of a lot game. of people said TC wasn't real because they played the IMG JV team or whatever they call it. The rookie there. team. Yeah, the, whatever the they want to call team. it. And I don't disrespect nobody from IMG. I'm not don't think I am. But they played the team that they don't travel with or whatever you want to call it. So they thought, oh, that's kind of suspect. Now you play CCC and and you win convincingly. I mean, I don't know if you saw the highlights or or saw the actual game. I was flipping it from YouTube to TV to trying to see all these games that were going on. Let me tell you something. That kid Tone is a problem. Is a problem. He's a problem. <laughs> I'm telling you right now, grown man stuff. They got a kid. They got a kid down there on the D line. They call him King Kong. You don't get a name like that for being, you know, soft or soft. Yeah, yeah, you're you're not that good of a DN. Like this kid was killing that freaking a gap, and then of course uh, you got Lou, who was just I mean all over the field as a linebacker it was ridiculous. But uh, the guy was that really stood on my mind was uh, Xavier uh, Xavier Washington man. Back to back weeks. Oh, man, he's a freaking he he's another problem. Mama, there goes yeah. that man. Because boy, yeah, boy, oh boy, he look good. But they all look good, man. They look good. What do you think about Gaither playing Chamberlain, man? That that looked like Tyson fighting an infant. You know what, man? It was good to see. Uh, you know, we, we've had two of those kids on our show, Kyle yeah. Kelly, yep, and uh, Jordan Oladokin, and and both of them didn't disappoint. They both ball out, played well. Um, Jordan had uh, almost 100 yards receiving, played well on defense. Kyle Kelly threw the ball well, commanded the offense extremely well. Ricky Parks ran the ball well. I mean, Gaither just looked in midseason form. I mean, they were yeah. dominant. They were making tackles. They were, I mean, they held Gaither to, I think it was like seven, maybe eight total first downs in the entire game. Who they held, oh, you're talking about, oh, they held, um, uh, they held Chamberlain. Chamberlain, Chamberlain, yep, yep. They, they, they held Chamberlain to only 10 first downs. So, I mean, it was, it was a good uh, season opener for, for Gaither for sure. You know, the, the one game I want to get your take on was, you know, the game of the week here in in Tampa, Florida, in high school sports and in the greater area. You had Armwood, a, a perennial powerhouse, playing against uh, Bloomingdale. That was the game of D1 athletes across the board. Yeah, it was a whole bunch. It seemed, it, it seemed you had seven or eight kids on each side of the ball that, that were D1 athletes, D2 athletes, just balling out, playing well. What do you think of that game? I mean, I, to, for me, and I'm an offensive guy, and you know this. Yeah, absolutely. I got to hear this. When I saw Bloomingdale's receiver, Ajay Hall, put a DB, you know, so so take a step back. Typically, we reward offensive linemen for pancakes. Yeah, we do. Yeah, we do. When you see a receiver get a pancake, that's nice. Because it's out in the open, like it's not in the box somewhere. It's yeah. out in the open. It's it's even harder. Yeah, it was literally classified as a misdemeanor assault charge <laughs> of what happened. <laughs> of what happened yeah. out there, Ajay um, Ajay Hall. If you listen to the show, cops are probably looking for you for misdemeanor and and, and assault charges right now because the way you put that DB <sighs> on his back. Yeah, and you know what's funny though? You know what's funny? And I'm gonna give credit to both. You know, he did good block. He put him on his back. He did what he's hyped up. You know, it's his former team. So I'm sure there's a lot of motion going on. Uh, but that DB, that DB held a guy to one catch. He did. He held he him did. to one catch. So I don't know if he motivated him. I don't know if he he, he made sure he'd understand. <laughs> okay, let me not get too close to this guy. 
But that DB definitely played his butt off, and that's something you're not going to see in these highlights, and you're not going to see um, across. But I believe his name was I can't, you know, I think it was like J Dot or something, something like that. He freaking, but anyhow, he the DB at Armwood that covered the giant held him to one catch. I think he only had one for 20 yards, and that was it for the rest of the ball game. Now, if you're asking me my take of the ball game, congratulations to Bloomingdale. Um, thank God it was better. You know, luck was on your side rather than skill. Um, thank God for special teams. Thank God that the quarterback from uh, Armwood gave it up. Other than that, man, they got to figure out something. You know what I'm saying? Uh, even though despite those adversity that Armwood had, they put up two touchdowns, they scored twice, they played good defense, really good defense. There was no offensive touchdowns in this game for Bloomingdale. That's a problem going down the stretch. Um, I think they're going to be fine going against the, you know, the smaller teams. They're going to be fine against those. But when you play against a real team with real talents equal to yours, um, it's going to come down to it's going to come down to the trench. And, and Bloomingdale came out on top. They were lucky. They they got you know the the kick return and all that stuff, man. So I think they got lucky. Good job to them. Uh, but having zero first downs in the second half that speaks volumes for Armwood's defense. And um, they got to go back to the drawing board. But I think we said that last time on the podcast. I was like, yeah, I don't think they could put up the numbers. Um, the trench for Armwood is just amazing. Uh, whenever you have a that freaking humongous Des Watson's in there, it's it's ridiculous. But kudos to them, man. I'm I'm, I'm glad they won. They got the one of the belt. Um, got to see what they can do against down south teams because around here is not. They'll be okay. You know what I mean? They'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, you know, special teams are part of football games. And sometimes they're gonna win one for you, and in this situation here, you know they, they definitely won that game for for Bloomingdale. Absolutely, um, yep. I, I think Bloomingdale's offense did enough as far as flipping field position across the board. That's some silly mistakes. I mean, you had you had a situation where you know the quarterback over there, you know, threw a pass, kid ran down. I think it was fifty yards, got down to the five yard line, and then fumbled. Yep, because yep. simply because he had the ball in the wrong hand. Hit the ball is inside hand versus outside yep. hand, and DBs are taught. I mean, you know this. You coach DBs. DBs are taught, you know, balls on the inside, you tackle the ball. I mean, sometimes you may come up with it, and that's exactly what happened. Armwood guy dove, hit the elbow, tackled the ball, recovered it, and it stopped uh, what would have been a game-ending touchdown at that point. Yeah. Um, gave Armwood life, and 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 I definitely think uh, Bloomingdale escaped. I think so too, man. If they play again, I think it goes on its way. But it was good. Good Friday night. Hey, man, uh, going on to more football. Uh, oh, Miami boy. Hurricanes. The Miami you got Hurric- lucky. Oh, I'm going to tell you right now. I'll give you that too. You got lucky. Yeah, I'll give you that too. You, you almost ended up on ESPN, not top 10. I, I almost ended up on a milk carton for missing because <laughs> I'm going to tell you right now, <laughs> that first freaking couple of quarters, I was like, are we kidding me? There's no UAB. D line is this good? Are you you're you serious right now? I was worried. I'm not gonna lie to you. We we that I mean that king at quarterback. Oh man, he's every bit as as advertised. Boy oh boy. Boy, he is every bit of advertised. He was moving the football, running. I mean, he is he's a huge huge problem, man. A huge problem, bro. And it was good to see them see my canes. Now I am worried going down the stretch. Because even though FSU lost on the same day, boy, oh boy, that no, they run a no-huddle system. They And they're moving. They're getting to the line of scrimmage, and they're moving. And we have problems with that stuff. I remember when Syracuse did it to us, and we were in a trench fight. 
for the entire game. And I think Syracuse was ran close to 94, 95 plays in that game against Miami. So we have tar- we have trouble with, with no huddles. But FSU, a lot of people didn't like uh, Norvell, man. I think it's the same stuff, same players, so it's, it's the same result. But I thought they played Georgia Tech. I thought they played them real tough. I thought they did good, man. I don't know. I don't know. What do you think? So, so for me, Miami should have scored 50. You're playing a lower-level D1 type of team. You're a Power 5 school. Yeah, yeah. You okay. should, have, should have scored 50. Um. So, yes, I, I think so, too. I, I would be very concerned Yeah. if I'm Miami fan going through the season, especially once you get into conference play and you're not playing those uh, lower-level type of teams that you pay to play. Right. As far as FSU goes, I agree. It looked like the same same script yep. year after year that we've seen the last four or five years. He's running the same system as last year. Yeah. It seems it seemed very similar. It seemed to be a a simple system, no creative play calling. Offense was kind of all over the place. Defense was sluggish, didn't tackle well, and it showed. It showed in that game. And when you play a team like Georgia Tech that has speed all the way around, I think I think I mean for Georgia Tech, that's a huge win. Again, Georgia Tech was was an underdog by a lot of points. They had a freshman quarterback as well, didn't they? They had a freshman quarterback over there. I mean, it's a young, it's a young group of guys that are over there playing for Georgia Tech. Um, again, second year in the system. Because remember, Georgia Tech was a, a, a sprint option type of team. Yeah, they were like an Army triple, Navy type yeah. of team, triple option. And they've just now converted to the spread. They still got old guys in the old system still still there. So for them to play as well as they did against a an FSU team that's loaded with D one talent and, and, and four or five star guys, I was uh, I wasn't impressed. I, I my hot take on this FSU maybe goes below five hundred this year. Ooh, really? Off a of one below game, Georgia Tech's pretty tough though. Below five hundred. Wow, Clemson looked good. Did you see Clemson? Clemson looked like Clemson. That wasn't that wasn't cool. Like at some Trevor point, Lawrence, Trevor. Trevor Lawrence looked like he was just playing around. He was it looked yeah. like he was playing Madden on easy mode. Yeah, just dropping dimes all over the field. ET looked like ET. He looked yeah. like a first round pick. Right. All over the field. That defense looked great. Wake Forest. Now give credit Wake Forest. Last year at halftime, it was a lot of points to zero. This year at halftime, it was a lot of points to six. So it's an improvement from the year before. But no match. No match across the board. Yeah, they, they're a clear favorite. They were a clear favorite. Um, when I watched yesterday, it was it was pretty pretty. Favorite. You could just tell, like they just look like they haven't lost a step. You know what I mean? Um, speaking of losing a step, I don't want to talk about it. There was a lot of games on Sunday. How do you know I was going to talk about that one? Maybe I'm going to ask you about another game. Maybe I don't even want to talk about that Please game. Maybe do. I don't want to say that game. I don't want to talk about it. Maybe. Please do. Okay. Let's let's talk about how the Eagles found a way to lose against Washington. The Washington football team. The Washington football team. Let's talk about how God, I wish Fred How Fred listens to this episode. <laughs> I'm gonna tag him on this. Hey bro, about minute fourteen, we talk about your Eagles. They're in trouble, bro. I don't know if everybody's in trouble. They just caught on Carson, to Doug Peterson or Carson what, Wentz. Man. Carson Wentz looked good early on. Yeah. And then he became our favorite Wentz. He threw two picks. They moved the offense, and Washington football team came back to win. You know, speaking of two picks, 
No, nah, you know what? Well, let's, let's keep going. Let's keep going. Let's stay right here. Yeah, it, it was too easy. Quarterbacks that did well. It was too easy. Quarterbacks that did well. Cam Newton looked good. Cam Newton looked great. Phenomenal. The Patriots ran for two hundred plus yards. That's a whole nother. Yes, and again, I love my Miami Dolphins, but we all saw this coming. Um, <laughs> because when I said two picks, you thought Tom Brady, but Fitzpatrick threw two picks as well, um, which he I think did. he actually threw three. But it, it was terrible on our part. But I've been on that. Um, I don't know if they did this just because they want to put two in later on. I don't know, but we looked horrible. But Cam Newton play design, the plays look very basic. No kind of fanciness. And of all the quarterbacks, and of all the quarterbacks that have gotten to new teams this year, that have arrived to new teams, he's had the less time to be with his team. So they had to do basic stuff. Uh, credit to Josh McDaniels. Credit to all those guys over there. When I mean, quarterback design quarterback runs for Cam Newton. He looked, he looked phenomenal. He looked like he's having fun. I, I, literally, saw, I literally saw Cam Newton. And Josh McDaniel was sitting in the same bench that Brady and him sat just a year ago. And they're freaking just pounding away. They're fist pumping. Hey, man, here you go. Pound. Hey, good drive. Pound. Smiling, cracking jokes. <laughs> Pound. They're best friends. Yeah, they're, they're friends. best buds right now. I'm like, a, oh, okay. So now this is where we're going. We're going to do the whole ex-girlfriend type thing now. Oh, this is great. <laughs> this is awesome. Look at my new chick. But Cam Newton looked phenomenal, man. Cam Newton looked like, okay, I can do this. Like this, bro, with them going 1-0, they looked really good. You know who else, speaking of, staying along with looking good? Trubisky for Chicago looked good. He looked good yesterday. He ran for a touchdown through two. He looked good yesterday, bro. He looked good yesterday. He looked good yesterday. I'm putting this Stop out there because it's going to come back for you. It's going to come Stop back. Stop lying to the people. Stop I'm lying, not lying to, the to the people. people. You know, the guy, was most, good, go the, the guy who looked good yesterday. Sure. Was Minshew from Jacksonville. Oh, yes. Absolutely. Did you know? Did you know that guy went 19 for 20? That's 19 good. completions out of 20 pass attempts. Two for three, three touchdowns with a no four net. No offense. They basically trade away his entire defense. Right. <laughs> and they go into Indianapolis against a Philly Whippers team and lose. They went in there and beat them <laughs> decisively. Like, like they stole something. You know the game the team so I was just I was disappointed on the most yesterday? Let's talk about it. Nope, nope. I'm I'm still got I still got plenty more. Hold on. We're not there yet, oh, buddy. Boy. We're not there yet. <laughs> <laughs> the team I was disappointed in yesterday was the Carolina Panthers. I was really disappointed in them. They were in a situation where they, they needed this first down. They needed a first down. They needed to get it to keep the drive going. They were only down, I think they only lost by one or two. But they needed this first down. It was critical. Bro, they lined up. And who do you think got the ball? I'm going to go with not the guy named Christian McCaffrey. Bro, they gave it to the fullback. On a fullback dive, at a, at that situation, your best player doesn't get the ball. This is like a Marshawn Lynch scenario. How the hell do you not give your best player a, even a shot? Because again, it's it not it was going to be given like yeah, it's automatic, but not even given the shot to to win the game for you or try to win the game for you. Didn't even try. 
Or let Teddy Bridgewater win the game for you. Let him get the first down for you. Because it's a lot closer for him than him turning around to give it to a fullback. That's got to come back up for another four yards. It was bad, man. It was a bad call. Yeah, for for me. But again, Carolina was supposed to lose that game. Yeah, they weren't even supposed to be in it. it. Yeah, they weren't supposed to be in it. Right. For me, I got two major disappointments. Who's that? And I'm going to go with... I'm going to go with the first one, and then I'll get to my very, very disappointed one. Yeah. First one was, is the Cowboys. They <sighs> lost to the Rams 20-17 to 17 in a game that they were favored. You got a rookie running back for the Rams. You got an average offense, average defense, and somehow, some way, Cowboys found a way to lose. Is anybody surprised, though? Like, is anybody really surprised about this? And I really want to take a look at the game. I want to see if the play calling was that inaccurate. I really, really want to see uh, the highlights of it because I saw bits and pieces yesterday because I was not, I just was not interested in seeing these guys play. I know that sounds crazy, but I wasn't interested at all seeing them go head-to-head. It really was I mean, for me, they're pretty much even across the board. Okay. The biggest the biggest di- difference for them was third down. The yeah. Rams went 10 for 18 on third down. Cowboys just four of 13. Damn. Damn. Got to get better. And he, he, Jason... <laughs> <laughs> the former co- uh, what was uh, the coach name for the Cowboys that Jason, looked- Garrett. Jason Garrett Jason Garrett's at the Giants rubbing his hands can't wait to play them just licking his chops oh yeah can't wait to see you guys real soon and but- then let's let's talk about it let's get it out there we man. gotta get it out there yeah it's we good gotta it's get therapy it out there. it's good therapy man just let it go so the Bucks lost did they they lost 23 23- to 34. Oh, boy. Now, the score would make you think our defense played bad. It didn't play bad? 34 points. 34 points. No, 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 Raul. Oh, yeah. It didn't play bad. Okay. I got I to gotta, I gotta break this down for you, Raul. Sure. So, in this game, so if I told you, if I told you that going into the fourth quarter, Brady would have not one, but two interceptions, and one of those was returned for a touchdown, a.k.a. Jameis Winston nightmares. Bro, it was a flashback watching a pick six. Oh, my God. I don't know what's worse, that he threw the pick six or the guy looking at him the whole way down the field. God, the disrespect. And then the fact that your star receiver, Mike Evans, doesn't have his first reception to the fourth quarter. And I think Brady knows he's overrated. He thinks like, yeah, Mike's overrated. I'm not throwing it to Mike. He didn't, you know what? He didn't even target Gronk that much. I think Gronk got two targets. If that, I, I don't think. I don't think. I mean, it was so. Again, when I say this all, I say this to you all because, as far as down the board, statistically, as even as you can get. Besides, so <laughs> even as you can get. Okay. So, so the Bucks. I, I, listen, you know this. I've said this before. I'm I'm a diehard Bucks fan. Yeah, and I'm not. We 
We find a way to reinvent ways to lose. So then it wasn't Winston then. So here's the situation. We give up a field goal mm-hmm. to make it a nine-point game. Still well in it. Seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. Still a two-possession game. And we're getting the kick from the Saints. <laughs> and again, in, in football rules, for those that are listening to us and kick return rules, the rule is if it goes over your head, you move on. It goes over your head, you go block the next guy. We, as the Buccaneers, don't believe in that philosophy, apparently. Well, I don't think it's that you don't believe in it. What happened was you guys were too busy loading up running backs, quarterbacks, and receivers, and defensive linemen. You forgot about special teams. <laughs> so one of the return men is chasing the ball going backwards while we have the return men that's actually supposed to get the ball going forward. It looks like the circus. It looks like the and circus. We pull, we pull the equivalent of Florida State lining up with a receiver pointing the wrong way. <laughs> Is what we did. Because our two guys run into each other. Neither one touched the ball. The ball falls on the 20-yard line. And guess who's going to recover it? The Saints. Bro, and the Saints recover it on the 20-yard line. And that's when the game officially, it was well, well, well over before that. That's when it officially ended. So, here, man, let, let's be honest, okay? Bucks look like the Bucks, and I, and I was telling you they have a loaded team. It looks nice, but when you have a loaded team, it takes a while to gel. You're not going to gel week one, week two. They might not start getting really rolling until week five or six. You know what I mean? And that's 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 probably a little longer than expected because they're pros. But I don't know, man. Yesterday when I'm looking at these, play- first of all, Brady throwing two picks. You told me this stat. I got to tell them. Brady throwing two picks, back-to-back picks, did not zero times he did that last year. He never did that. He might throw one, but he's not going to throw another one that same game. He only threw six the entire year. He has two already. Yeah, he, he's going to break his record. This is going to be great. He's on pace. He's on pace. How much of this is play design, though? How much is this freaking on Byron Leckwich? I don't know because – so here's the difference. As far as personnel and play design – you saw the Bucks and more two and three tight end personnel than they've been in all of last year. Oh yeah. And again, and again, you mentioned, you know, some of Brady's play callings coming to Tampa and how they play their offense, which you saw it. I thought we protected Brady well. Until the end. Until like the third fourth, late fourth quarter. Yeah. He took that second. I think our left tackle is still a problem. Yep. Um and, and I also think we're not going to do well. We're going to lose. It's going to be over. We're going to go one sixteen. No, you guys will win it's games. Terrible. You win terrible. games. It was it was a bad day. I, I'll give you. It was a bad day. And you can't. This is the this is the the worst of it. This is the bad part. It's going to be all over the sports world today because they're they're supposed to be a loaded team. It's going to hurt for a little bit. But you have to understand something. There was no fans there in the in the Superdome. So literally, they died. yeah, literally, that wasn't a factor. I really told, I think that, and I said this last year about Winston, I think play design, they're trying to stretch the field too much. How the hell, how the hell does Shady not get a carry? How do you not target Gronk? How do you wait for Mike Evans to get a pass in the fourth quarter? How do you not involve 
all these guys. And your boy Godwin took a uh, took a nasty hit today. So now we got now you guys are pretty much you know we got a, he's on a concussion basis to see if he even makes it next week. The Bucks did not live up to the hype that they had, but it's a long season, fifteen games to go. He, they'll get it together. I just don't think they're going to win twelve to thirteen games like everybody's saying. I just don't. I think they still we'll go nine and seven. We lucky we go eight eight. NFC's hard to deal with, man. It's hard to deal with. And then the question I kept telling you this whole time waiting on it, is it Belichick or Brady? And if we had to answer it right now, it, it wouldn't be a good answer. I'm going to hold it to wait to see what the season does. Because if, if Cam Newton plays the way he played today, 15 for 19, 210 yards, two rushing touchdowns, like, bro... <laughs> That dude might be an MVP candidate if he keeps playing like this the next seven or eight games. Not even he don't have to go with the full sixteen. He's gonna become a candidate in the next six to seven games playing like these. And it was awesome to watch, man. It really was. No, it, it was, and, and I think today Brady went zero and one. Belichick went one and zero. In there, who's better? Comparison. Because technically, I still think this is all a bet. You ever seen the movie Training Places with Eddie Murphy? No. Nope. Well, the two brothers, two rich guys on Wall Street, decided to make a bet that they could switch the freaking, switch two guys and still make them a millionaire. This, and I feel like this whole experiment is a bet. So we're going to see how the Bucks bounce back. Who do you guys have next week? Do you know who they play next week? Of course I do. Okay. We played the Panthers at home, baby, with no fans. <sighs> Okay, so you're going to play the Panthers. You guys did do pretty well against the run today, um, decently. Camaro, you know, Camaro freaking crashing these screens was a problem in open spaces, but that might be a good game. That might be a good matchup for you guys. You might, you might pull that one out at home in front of your home crowd over Zoom. <laughs> yeah, dude, so fun fact, fun fact. Did you know that on Sunday... Only one team had fans in their stadium. Guess who that was? I'm going to go on a wild guess say Jacksonville. <laughs> That's correct. Yeah, I heard about it. I heard about they got it. Jacksonville is the only team to have fans, baby. Yeah. Yeah, that sounds Somehow right. in Jacksonville, Florida, they don't care about COVID. Nope. Florida doesn't care about COVID. Our governor doesn't care about COVID. <laughs> the hospitals don't care. My job doesn't care. It's all one big shit show. <laughs> but... That's okay. You're going to bounce back. You'll be fine. On the clock, fans, after this break, you really got to stick around. This is a great young man. Me and, I mean, we we had a chance to talk to him, um, to get him to do the interview. And now he was, it was fun talking to him now. Then now it's even going to be more fun now that when we get to talk to him, it's going to be freaking awesome. UCLA's quarterback, Chase Griffin, joins the show. And I'm telling you, you're, you're going to love this young man and everything he comes with it. Don't go anywhere. You're on the clock. All right, on the clock fans and small businesses, if you're interested in advertising on our podcast, shoot us an email at ontheclock20 at gmo.com or go visit our website at otcsportstalk.com. Don't forget, you're on the clock. Hey, on the clock fans, man, listen, I have a very special guest joining me from all the way from UCLA. That's right, UCLA. I have a quarterback, Chase Griffin, joining the show. What's going on, man? How you doing, sir? 
I'm doing well. Thank you for having me on the show. Hey, man, thank you for joining, man. I know I know this time difference is crazy. Uh, we've been going back and forth and, and messaging and getting everything together, so I really appreciate you taking out the time to, to sit down and talk with us, man. Uh, how's everything been going? Is it, are you okay? Family's good? I know this pandemic is... Great. What's up, man? How's it going, George? What's good? How are you doing? Right. Uh, thankfully, my family's doing well, and out here in UCLA, we're really getting back to the field, throwing with coaches. It's an exciting time. That's right, man. You were telling me that beforehand that you guys are going to start doing, you were throwing before in June, but now the UCLA coaches are now slowly getting back out there. How does it feel having, you know, that, that atmosphere again? Does it everybody feel normal? Or does it feel a little weird? Uh, I think everybody's adjusting well, and we're just trying to put something together on tape this season that we can be proud of. Absolutely, man. And that. Trust me, we you know this whole thing has been crazy all across the sports world. So I'm happy to hear that you guys are getting back in it and and taking care of. When, when the thing was going on with the pandemic, you guys were really locked down. What were some of the things that you were doing workout wise or just mentally? Because some people do you know they do face kind of like a depression or you know just sad that they got to be in their own house for such a long time, man. So what were some of the things that you were doing to to kind of ride that over and, and get through it? Right. Thankfully, back home in Texas, I was able to use a couple of fields and throw with some of the college guys from Austin. So I stayed sharp. And then returning back to UCLA uh, early on, players would just throw on their own. And then now we got the field opened up. So I've been staying sharp this whole time just because I've been working with the assumption we're going to have a season. And it's looking like we, we can definitely have that as a possibility. So the the end goal is still in sight to win games, and that's where I'm preparing for each day. And that's what's up, man. I mean, I know right now you see everybody else kind of getting into the groove, and then you guys are kind of itching to get back on the field, man. But um, well, I was gonna also ask you, man, some a little little personal from homes. How's uh, how's mom, dad, younger brother, and sister, man? I I know you you have a younger brother. How old is he now? He just turned seven on the eighth. That's what's up. And you just turned 20, the big 2-0 on September 12th, right? Yes, sir. What'd you, what'd you yes, do to sir. celebrate your birthday, man? Not much. The smoke out here is keeping everybody indoors. That's right. The fires. We were talking about that, too, man. You know what, man? <laughs> it's hard in L.A. right now. It's like man, it's rough over there. How long do they seem like they have control over those fires or no? I know a lot of people are working hard. There's a, Everyone on Twitter I've been seeing. You know, the the firefighters getting praised is tough work, but we're thankful for that. Right now it's trouble in paradise, so we try to make it work. <laughs> right. That's true, man. Yeah, that, that's rough being freaking having to deal with that, man. So let, let me ask you this, bro. So you've been watching the bubble, right? You've been watching NBA basketball. Yeah. Um, what do you think, man? Is it Does it feel like regular basketball to you, or does it look like a – like George made a comment saying, like, it's like an over-30 league in a pow league or something. <laughs> like watching the guy, just because the fans aren't in it, you know, they're not interactive right. like that. What do you think about like the bubble, my, man? My father and I were talking about it. We were all saying it looks like an AAU tournament. Right. <laughs> you got some great performances in it, though. You do, man. You really do. I'm a Miami Heat fan. Who do you, who are you trying to ride with? The Lakers. Oh, all man. the way. Yeah, I don't blame, <laughs> I don't blame you, man. I don't blame you. They're going to win it all, man. They look... LeBron looks rejuvenated, freaking AD is unstoppable. Um, I saw them play Houston the other night and literally take their soul away from playing the yeah. game. 
Um, yeah, that was a tough one. It was, man, because, you know, I'm, I've thought the Houston – now, they went small. They went really small. But I thought the Houston right. Rockets at least would give that that challenge. But do you think they're they're cursed because they have Westbrook on the team now back with Harden? Because when they were the OKC, nah, well, they, couldn't, they couldn't get the job done either. No, nah, Westbrook, Westbrook's a brewing goat. I can't talk down on him. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I got you, man. I know his uh, – who was it? I think it was Rondo's brother. I think it was Rondo's brother got kicked out of the bubble. I don't know if you saw that the other day. Did you see that? He got under Westbrook's no, skin. I didn't see that. I didn't see that. I don't know what he said. I didn't even know there was people that can really watch the game. I thought it was like just coaches and players. If they got nothing else to do, they come watch. But I guess Rondo's brother was at the game in the stands, and, man, he went to he went to get on your guy, man, really, really bad to the point where they had to hold Westbrook back, man. They, he was going to go fight him. I don't know what he Listen, said. Not I, play. <laughs> Right, I don't know what he said to him, but boy, oh boy, he was gonna. He, I guess if you can't beat LeBron, you're just gonna beat up on Rondo's brother or something. I don't know. <laughs> we can't win the game, win the fight, or whatever they want to do. But I also hear you're a, a Tom Brady and Drew Brees and Russell Wilson fan. I know you love those guys. Um, Absolutely. What are you feeling with Tom Brady being with the Bucks? Because they just played this Sunday, man, and I, I don't know, man. I've been telling George, right. everybody looks good on paper to you. Do you line that up on the 50-yard line? You got to deal with some real men. Well, he's a true pro. They'll get it together. I know teams that are playing. That's my squad. So, got to root for the Saints and Seahawks. Both of them show that well. Yeah, bro. They, they the, the Saints looked freaking really good. I think it was disrespect. Did you Were you able to watch the, the Bucks game and Saints game? Did you watch the whole thing? Yes. Yes. Bro, was it not disrespectful when they did the trick play? <laughs> Bro, was it not like it's two minutes left in the game? Is it not? That's a. I, I feel like that was disrespectful. No mercy. <laughs> Yo, that, you sound like an Arnold Schwarzenegger movie or like one of those <laughs> one-line action movies. Like I'll be back. Yeah, man. <laughs> uh, they they got a lot to deal with. Kamara, he was just freaking phenomenal. Drew Brees. What, what do you think about Mike Evans, though, man? Do you think he's over? He had zero catches, man. You think he's overrated yeah. or what? Not at all. Mike Evans, I've known him since the pro day process mm-hmm. with Johnny Manziel. Mike right. Evans is a true pro. They'll get it right this season. What are you calling out their record? What do you think they're gonna what do you think they're gonna end with here? Wouldn't be surprised if they finish with more than ten. Okay. If that's legit. I just I see their division and man, that's a hard division. You know, no 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 offense to Winston and all those guys, man, but I think it'd have been really ultimately disrespectful if they put Winston in the game. <laughs> like if they, if they would, <laughs> if Winston was the one that threw the trick play, bro, that no stands in there, nobody was in there, but they're fighting. Both teams are going to come across and just fight each other. It would have been, it would have been. That'll be a good match up later. <laughs> when when do they play again? Uh they play again in November. They see each other in November. So by that time, like you're saying, they're they're going to have everything together. They'll be able to right, play right, each other. Sure. You know, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll get all this stuff on. And, and again, man, Brady's the man. But, like, I saw Cam Newton play today. I'm a Miami Dolphin fan, so I'm all screwed up, man. I'm a Miami guy. The only team mm-hmm. I got today that freaking – or not today, but a Saturday that did really – did okay was um, was a freaking the Hurricanes. Right. Yeah. And even then I was still worried about it. I can't believe UAB gave them such a freaking trouble. Mm-hmm. I'm no, sitting, I can't can. – Cam really came out and showed that he still is the player that he is. 
He is, man. And I, have you watched his videos when he was going through all the stuff? Did you see his videos? He was very disrespected. He was actually out at UCLA training a couple times. Oh, was he? Did you see him yes. firsthand? Yes. Yeah, he's he's every bit of six 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 seven, isn't he? Giant. Bro, this dude was here in Florida on a seven on seven tournament with his team that he has, and he's on the sideline talking, and this dude literally is every inch of six 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 seven, and he turns around. I'm st- I'm on the fence, just you know looking at the game. He turns to me and says, hey, man, what's a good spot to go eat here? I was like, bro, do you want me to show you? Or, like, is that weird? <laughs> and he started laughing at me. And I was like, I'm just, I'm just saying, I can give you an address. But uh, <laughs> right. But he ended up going to find it, and he was good to go. But, yeah, he's a giant. I freaking, I was intimidated as hell. I was like, there's no, who the hell wants to hit this guy? Cam Newton's too big. <laughs> there's no way. Too big. Too big. And uh, the quarterback reads, did you like the play design and the options that they were doing? Because it was a lot of design quarterback runs that he ran today. Well, my father actually sent me something. We were talking about how when Belichick runs the ball, they win. And who better to have a quarterback than Cam with that? George is a huge Tampa Bay fan, Chase. And we've literally had many podcasts here where he's telling me they're going to the Super Bowl. They're going to win it in Tampa. Tom Brady's going to be the first quarterback to ever do it. Today was a rough day. Today was a rough day at the office, and I, I have, I have not, I've never been so excited to talk to George about it because it was, <laughs> it's been that kind of day for him. And George, just so you know, Chase and I agree that that trick play with two minutes left to go was so oh, that disrespectful. Was, that was a punch to the throat. The oh, yeah, but the kick in the nuts would have been if Winston was the one that threw the freaking pass. <laughs> like if they would, if they had Winston do it. Oh, my God. With his eyes closed. With his eyes closed. (laughs) Squinting while he throws (laughs) it to Camaro. Oh, my God. It would have been perfect, man. But, Chase, I want to get back to you, man, and and ask you some. So, hey, man, so real quick, what kind of workouts do you recommend for up-and-coming quarterbacks that are going to high school to college? The only reason I ask that, I have a gunslinger at Jefferson. I got two of them, and I really, really, really want to be able to, to groom those guys. What were some things that you think work really well or that they can learn right now? I think a lot of it is based off the body type and the way the quarterback throws. For a lot of guys who are bigger, they can focus on their strength and just muscle the ball and, you know, work on the overall throwing process. But I know for smaller guys, especially for myself, I had to work on making sure I was twitchy. So I can generate power, but for me, it's generating it quickly. So high twitch, stuff like band work, things that get the whole body moving and building functional strength was imperative for me. Huh, that's a good point. I, and by the way, I wrote that down. So just don't think I'm weird, bro. I wrote that down. Like, <laughs> that's actually good advice. So, yeah, so, so yeah, Chase, he's Raul's the receiver coach. I'm actually the OC and the quarterback coach. So I'm, I'm taking full pages <laughs> of notes to talk to my guys. Mm-hmm. Actually, tonight, once we get done, we, get we have it. a Zoom meeting. So we're, we're going to talk about this conversation exactly. Because I, I got I got two different dudes. One is six one, probably going to end up being like six two six three. Once his uh, right. career is over, one probably about six one. He's going to max out, and and it's a little different. And and you know, working on that twitch and working on that body motion is is very important for him. Talk a little bit about your your preparation for practice and for a game. What is your mindset going into these situations? And and what do you recommend for a youngster kind of going through the high school range before college? How do you prepare for those kind of games? I think there's a difference between practice or training and games. I think 
the mindset is different, but the intent should be the same. So both in the game and practice, intent should be get completion every rep. And then the game is get completion every play. However, in practice, because the conditions are a little bit more set, you can focus on meticulously perfecting each little point. In that game, you just got to go out there and let it flow and play. And if you're a baller, you're a baller, and it just happens. So when you, in your preparation stage, that's when you focus on crossing your T's and dotting your I's. You get in the game, just let it flow, have fun, play the game you love. Hey Amen. That's that's spoken like a true leader. It is. You know what I mean? Like, I'm sitting here like, oh, gosh, how do I tell that to a 16-year-old kid that just wants to be on Instagram all day? <laughs> what do I tell that kid, man? But you're right, man. It, it comes with that, man. There's two different settings, man. Also, hey, man, let me ask you something really weird. You're gonna, you're gonna think this is off the cuff. Hey, man, do you have any weird superstitions before a game? Like me and George, we we know guys that that you know have to have like three wristbands, and they don't like marker or or ink touching their body, whatever that means. But they they don't they have like these superstitions for a game. Do you have any? Right. I know a lot of guys do uh, stuff like that, but for me, it's really prayer. I go out, I pretty much pray every waking moment of the game day. And then once I get to the game, it's prayer and rap lyrics in my head, the whole warm up. And then once I hit the game after every drive, I say a quick prayer. Just make sure that my mind's right before I go out there and I let it flow. That's what I'm, that's what I'm talking about. Man, you hit me right in the gut with that one with prayer. Yeah, man, that's deep. I thought you were like a gum guy. Like, you know, like the guy that chews like, you know, seven pieces of gum. Because <laughs> quarterbacks nah. just keep chewing the gum, you know what I mean? No, I, I try to I try to take out as many superstitions as I can just because you never want that to be a reason your mind's not focused. Very true. Very true. Do you have guys on there that you look at, you're like, he should be praying. <laughs> Everybody <laughs> needs to stay paid up. It's twenty twenty. Right, right. That's what I'm saying. Like, bro, you, you it is twenty twenty. Put you your socks down that. and just just pray, bro. Don't put the socks down. Come over here and pray with me, man. That's funny. Right. Man. That's good. So, how the coaches, man? I know you said that your bad guys are back. What has been their their common theme and message to you guys going forward? What are some of the things that they've been sharing with you to to kind of get you guys back into that groove? I think they're they're excited to come back. And I think collectively as a team, we're ready to go out there and play the way we're supposed to be. That's dope, man. I'm getting ready for that. Getting ready for that situation this season as it comes ready to go. Now, I know for you, you, you set massive records in Texas. And playing Texas football is a big deal, right? In, in my right. opinion, and again, Chase, correct me if I'm wrong, there's three states that matter when it comes to football. <laughs> That's California, the state of the great state of Texas, and Florida. <laughs> All right. Real football are played in those three states. So talk about how playing football in Texas has prepared you now to take that next step and take that leap to play the collegiate level. I think when you play in Texas, especially quarterback in Texas, you are in a long lineage of quarterbacks who are used to having the game on their shoulders and when we're out there that's what we want we don't want it any other way and whether I suit up at, at the Rose Bowl or at an away game or at a high school in Texas 
I'm going out there trying to win and trying to represent myself the way I know I'm supposed to. And it's a certain chip you carry on your shoulder that you go into each game expecting to win and expecting to make plays. Hey man, I, well said, man. Because uh, he's right. You set some monster. You set some monster records, man. Me and George were looking it up, and I was like, "Yo, as a senior, he threw for like four thousand fifty-one yards." Or uh, I, please, if I'm disrespecting you, you know, just feel free to around there. <laughs> okay, good. I don't want you to be yeah. like, "Yo, he forgot like ten yards." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> you know, what I'm saying I saw. I mean, uh, the the threw for over ten thousand yards in high school career. You know, what I'm saying. Uh, was a uh, four hundred passes. I mean, it was that's monsters, man. That's that's like gunslinging one on one. What type of offense did you guys run in high school, man? We ran the air raid. <laughs> of course. Why did I even ask that? Get that ball out there in space <laughs> and make plays. Yeah. Did you guys take that from the the great Mike Leach, the air raid king over there from Washington State? Was your coach yeah. like a heavy guy? Definitely uh, some elements of that. My original head coach was Steve Van Meter. Oh, wow. And he really came from that tree of the early spread guys. He was big on seven on seven, and then when he came to eleven on eleven, we gonna throw that ball. That's what I'm talking about. Of course, but the numbers like this, this wasn't screen passes. <laughs> no, when, uh, when when you per, throw per, perfect perfect spot for a quarterback. Right. Oh, absolutely. Fifty one total touchdowns. Eight rushing. So I mean, the guy, the young man, threw for forty three touchdowns. How many games you play? In a normal high school season, Chase? Um, we played 11 my freshman year. I mean, 11 my sophomore year, and I think 13 my junior and senior year. But I actually, I had 51 passing touchdowns, I think. Passing? Damn. Eight rushing my, so my senior 50, year. 59 total touchdowns. Yeah. So you think about it, in a 13-game season – Chase is responsible for at least four touchdowns a game. Right. That's it. Put on the board. Weird numbers. Chase, and this is the thing about Florida. So while you guys are building quarterbacks out in Texas and and running backs, right, over in Florida, like a quarterback that throws for like 25 touchdowns in a year is considered like, oh, man, he should go D1. But then after right. hearing your numbers, you're like, mm, <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. I don't think maybe so. Maybe not. Yeah, this is uh, – It's some good ones in Florida. Yeah. A lot, lot of speed. A lot of speed. It is, man. What is what is like the biggest high school? Because I look at the high schools in Texas, and they look like college stadiums. And you're just sitting there like, it's Jesus, different. this is a beautiful campus. And they're like, no, there's high school. Like, what? So what's like the greatest place you ever played at? I know your school was, was awesome. I'm just asking, did you ever like play somewhere and was like, holy crap, this is a high school? As far as biggest stadium I've played in, there was a stadium in Houston I played in the playoffs my junior year. That was that was a great stadium. There, there's a bunch of great stadiums in Texas. Actually, the one in Waco probably sits close to ten thousand. But wow. I would say, as far as the best stadium I ever played in was our home stadium. It was definitely the loudest. It was always rocking. We would have probably around seven or eight thousand at our games. Six thousand would be in the stands. Another thousand would be standing around the track. Wow. Yeah, here in Florida, like a good six hundred might show up, and that's three hundred on one side, three hundred on the other, and nobody's standing on the track. Well, I, I've heard I've heard stories of the of the Florida game. I know they're current though. All the thirty for thirties. 
Oh yeah, man. Fun stuff going on in those things. Oh, it's some real stuff going. Yeah, you're right about that. There's some, there's some real Florida stuff going on in them stances. You're right about that, bro. You're definitely you. You're keening on that Florida man stuff. Right. (laughs) Hey, uh, real quick, Chase, man. We want to do a small segment with you, man. And this is the part where it gets a little funky, gets a little fun, man. This is called this and that. This and that is just a series of questions that we ask that are are going to be random, and you're going to sit here and be like, what in the world do these two do all day? Yeah. We think of questions like this, man. So here's this and that for you. So this is this and that with Chase Griffin. Man, listen, man, this is, again, we're going to go slow here. I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to how do you say it? We're going to run the ball a little bit, and then we're going to, we're going to aerate <laughs> it out a little bit. So we're going to let you fill out the game, and I'll let George go first. The question I got for you, Chase, the, the first one, we can get you started here, is who is your GOAT? Is it MJ or LeBron? I'd have to go with Kareem. That's my GOAT. Oh, he's going third outside. Wow. He said Kareem. Wow. You know, I we've like never had it. anybody we never had anybody go go that way. <laughs> that sounds crazy. We never had anybody say that, like just go off the wall, like, yo, I like Kareem. What about Kareem makes you the GOAT though? What do you like about it? Point leader, got the rings, board, blocks. Okay. Off the court leader, too. Yeah, well, Cream had some extra activities, too. Remember that Florida stuff we were talking about? Cream <laughs> <laughs> had a couple of uh, big boy moments, too, there, buddy. <laughs> just, so you, <laughs> just so you know. But that's cool, man. Ain't nothing wrong with that. Let me ask you this one, man. Great, great, Brian. Yeah. <laughs> I thought for sure you were going to say LeBron. I thought for sure it was going to be a LeBron since you like the Lakers. Not yet, but I think when it's all said and done, definitely. You think he's going to top Mike, though? I do. Wow. Doesn't seem like his prime's anywhere in Jeopardy. You're, you're, you're right about that. The man seems like he's just getting younger. He's got like a Benjamin Button thing going on right now. So, yeah, you're wow. right. So here's the other question, man. And you're, you're a kid in college, so we're going to – I'm going to start a real real nice real quick. Hey, man, what are you? Are you a pancake or a waffle guy? Waffle. Oh, I got me one, George. George, <laughs> I got me one. What I t- <laughs> Chase, I've asked that question like a, a thousand waffle. times, and only two people have said waffles. Me and you. Nobody else wants waffles. <laughs> I was like, what D1 athlete doesn't eat waffles? Got, I, I got to go to waffles just because consistency is better. Right. There you go. You know what? And you make a valid point with the consistency. You got the squares, all the same shapes, all the same size. There's no pancake maker at a hotel. You've been to the hotel where you put the waffle stuff in, you flip it. It's good in two minutes. There's no pancake place like that. Thin pancakes, crusty. Like, it's it's crap. It's like eating crepes. I hate crepes. But that's, that's not good. Yeah, that's, that's not good. All right, Chase. Th- this next one here for you. Now we're going to get you thinking a little bit. Gotcha. Okay. When you get dressed in the morning, are you a sock, sock, then shoe, shoe, or are you a little crazy? And do you go sock, then your shoe, sock, then your shoe? Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Yeah. Good. He's a normal kid. Yeah, Thank he's... God. Hey, there's psychopaths out here that do it the other way. I'm just letting you know. We have to, if you answer the way, we probably have to cut the interview, and we will pretend <laughs> to disconnect the phone. Chase, Chase, there's linemen. I want you. What I want you to do is when you when you get around oh, your linemen, yeah. look at your linemen. There's some linemen the that put sock shoe sock shoe. I promise you. Now, if that guy does that, that's the guy you run behind because he's crazy. He's gonna do whatever. Yeah. He, <laughs> he's, gonna, he's gonna block his ass off for you, man. He's gonna be okay. <laughs> So my other question here, it gets weird again. I apologize. I don't know why I have the weird ones, but this is going to get weird when you, again, just bear with me, bro. If you take a shower, right? When you go take a shower, do you enter the shower where the handles are 
or do you go around to to the back side of the shower? Away from the handle. Where the faucet is, right? Like where the water is. It's away from it, right? This guy's a this is a good young man. So if you ever get a chance, Chase, and you get to listen to any of the podcasts, I want you to listen to the one that has a special guest called Blue Fitness. Okay? (laughs) Female female trainer. She's been training all her life. Freaking phenomenal here in the Tampa area. She goes where the water and the handles are. Head first, she dives right into in. Into the water. As soon as she turns it on, she goes into the water. She don't even give a chance for the water heater to work. She just dives in, bro. These are, I'm giving you keys of life. You just turned 20. I'm giving you keys to life right now because if you see this crap, these are good signs to get out. Okay? Just, you see your lady go in the faucet. She's YOLO. She doesn't care nothing about, she's nothing. <laughs> she won't, I mean, maybe you keep her, right? Because then she's, she's going to protect you. But either way. Either way, just be be mindful. I'll be mindful. All right, and Chase, I mean, this is going to be the toughest questions you've had all day. If you had yeah. to win one football game, only one, would you rather be Wisconsin or Ohio State? Mm. <laughs> oh, wow. are they both? Are they both? Are they both in the Rose Bowl? If it's the They're Rose Bowl, both, it doesn't matter. This is the Rose Bowl. This is the Rose Bowl, Chase. This is the Rose Bowl. <laughs> you got to pick one. You got to pick one. Mm. The W is W, but. Ohio State and then going to the final four more. So that might mean in the national championship. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. You got to see the biggest man in the room and knock him out, right? Absolutely. Uh, that's a good one, man. That was a really good question. Hey, man, I appreciate you joining this and that, man. I really appreciate you. Have fun. Well, Chase, I know you're a busy man, and I really appreciate you sitting down with us and calling all the way from UCLA, California. I know you. I know you've been busy, man. Listen, please protect yourself. Um, I know those fires are, are going crazy over there. Try to try to stay away from all that madness and that smoke inhalation, man. That, that, that stuff's crazy, man. But anytime you want to come back on or hit us up, man, you want to talk some more about the bubble Absolutely. or the NFL, let me know. Because uh, Thank you for having me. No, thank Hopefully you. Next time, next time I'm on, Tampa will be back firing. Yeah. Well, yeah. I tell you what, if Ooh. they're not, I'm still going to give you a call here. I'm t- <laughs> George, George is going to need a friend, buddy. I'm going to tell you that right now. Oh, I'm going to need somebody. Yeah, I'm going to ride him tonight like Seabiscuit about these Tampa Bay Bucks, boy. <laughs> I got so many memes and jokes right now. It's going to be bad for him when this podcast gets off tomorrow. So it's going to be good, man. <laughs> but anytime you need me or George, man, you let me know. And then, again, thank you so much for, for joining the show, bro. Thank you for having me. I had fun. Hey, On The Clock fans, that is all the time we have for you guys. Uh, we look forward to doing this again this Thursday, so make sure you join us. George, thank you for joining us, man. I hope uh, your day gets better and the week gets better. I know the Bucks will bounce back, so you'll be good to go, man. Uh, but you'll be fine, man. Thanks for joining me, George. I appreciate it. And thank you to Chase Griffin from UCLA joining us. That was freaking awesome. Talk to that young man. It was really, really, really nice of him to do. Yeah, thank you, Chase, for joining the show. If you liked today's episode, go ahead and hit follow, subscribe. You can find us all on social media by simply searching On The Clock Radio. You can visit our website at otcsportstalk.com. Until next time, you're on the clock.